Well, hey guys. And welcome back to Crash on My Couch. I'm Arden. And I'm Will. And this is your show. This is it. This is it, everybody. It's I like yours. the opening. Yeah. There's the same more we can do. Okay. Let's workshop it. What will we do different? Hi, I'm Arden. And I'm Will. And we're about to get wiggity wicked. Mmm. Now I'm going to stop you right there. Remix. And we have like a sound effects that go remix. Like we're, we're scratching those, yeah. scratching those records yeah. and, and turning those decks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I think that in, um, in uh, light of what you just said, I think that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We could also uh-huh. record an opening Crash on My Couch jingle. Okay. Which I think would be hilarious. Of us doing a little singy song thing. Yeah. I actually think that would be lit. I don't know why we haven't done that yet. I know, because we would be really good at it. If you guys have any suggestions on the lyrics. Yeah. That we could incorporate into the jingle. Yeah, let us know. I mean, if you want to write the song for us, we'll also I mean, yeah, that that too. That could totally work. Um, Yes. And also, can you also make a portion of the song uh, able to be translated into animalese so that I can make it my town tune. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, hi. Um, good afternoon. How's your week? My week? I mean, you know how my week is. Was it crickety crazy? I love doing the like crickety or like wiggity wiggity. Like, I think that's like a thing people don't do enough. You do, also, it, you do it a lot though. You do it enough. You do it enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've also just finished off a seven-hour Animal Crossing stream. Yes. So we're feeling a little bit loopy. Feeling a little loopy. Feeling a little loose. Feeling a little. I'm feeling, feeling a little lucky. I'm feeling a little bit lo- 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 loopy. Okay. So fiasco. Loopy fiasco. Okay. So this is where we're at now. This is what we're doing, and this is where we're at. Um. Interesting. Interesting choices. The week has been uneventful. Yeah, it's an uneventful week. It's mainly, I mean, really, rise or sh- rise and shine straight into the stream. And then as the sun slowly sets, we just get in bed, don't we? We almost we had a, a meltdown this morning. Oh, wait, almost did? Because I did. No, actually, Arden did have I was a sobbing. I, I, I was I sobbing, was on crying. I was the verge of having a meltdown. Yeah, I was sobbing, crying. Would you like to explain what happened? So, um... Oh guys, it was a it was a double whammy this morning. Oh man, it was about to honestly. Oh, it got me fired up. I'll tell you why this almost this made me break down is because like, uh, just preface. Obviously, everyone is stuck indoors. Obviously, everyone is 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 entertained by the internet right now. Yes, I am occasionally reading a book. Yes, I am watercoloring. But the majority of what we do and how we survive is all based on the internet. The second most important thing in this place, the fridge. Those are the two most important things in this apartment. You know what I was Other s- than our toilet and bed. Well, you know what I was going to say? Mm-hmm. I was actually going to say it's internet. Uh-huh. And even though the internet feeds into this, the second most important thing is the television. Yeah. Because the television is our savior. It's our, we worship it's it. It's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. We worship it. Yes. We, that we blue look light. forward to it every yes. day. We, we crave it. We medicate our headaches caused by the TV so that we can watch more TV. Yes. yes. So internet TV, fridge. Yes, for the food. Toilet. Toilet. Bed. bed. Which one do you think is more important, toilet or bed? Okay. I would rank... I would rank bed pretty high up there. Really? Bed actually might be the number one. All right. Because let's sleeping go f- is life. 
Right. Okay. So let's go through that. Like, uh, what is it? What's the, it's the needs. It's like the pyramid of human needs. It's a guy, there's a scientist or a psychologist, whoever made like a hierarchy of needs. Right. And like, you know, as you become more advanced and, and like more in society, your needs become different and more niche. Well, ours are basically, let's, let's do a hierarchy of needs in this apartment. What's at the top of that? I think it's internet because I mean, the reason we had a meltdown this morning, which we still need to explain. Right. We had a meltdown. Because this morning I was trying to make a piece of toast. Two pieces of toast, more very specifically. Innocent. Yes. <laughs> and I went to plug it in and turn on the little switch. And when I turned on the switch, all the power went out. Yeah. All the power surged. Power surge. Surge of power. And we started to panic. Ooh, did we panic? Um, the refrigerator turned off. Refrigerator gone. Mm-hmm. Food is getting warm. Yep. Food is currently decaying, getting warm. The yes. uh, toaster is busted. Half of the lights in the kitchen are busted. And lo and behold, oh, what's that over there? Oh, there's a red light on the modem on the Wi-Fi. The internet went out. So, went over to the breaker box and I was like, don't worry, I'm going to sort this shit out. Looked at the breaker box, flicked everything off and on, still wasn't working. Nope, fridge not working. Fridge off. Lights off. Internet, you guessed it, off. off. Um... So we sat with that for a while. Arden cried. Well, I called Frontier. And then you cried. And fortunately, I got on the phone very quickly. We still spent an hour on the phone trying to fix something only to be told. uh, Yeah, it seems like your box shorted out. So we're going to have someone come by your house tomorrow. And at that point, I was brimming (laughs) with tears. So Uh, at that point, we realized. I'm sitting on the ground, sobbing. So I'm sitting on the ground. (laughs) the food is slowly melting in the fridge. Yeah. And we had no internet. And we have no internet. And we have to go a day and a half with no internet. We can't go outside. No. Because we're trapped. Yes, we're trapped. So we are are in prison. Yes. And your phone doesn't work. Keep that in mind too. And my phone's internet doesn't work because I'm... Yes. So the only thing that works is my Wi-Fi on my phone. That's it. That's the only thing that works. And even that doesn't really work. So... We were fucked. Yeah. And so we sat with that for an hour or so, debated our options. And that's when we started to realize that the internet was life. It is top of the pyramid. It is top of the pyramid. It was um, It was getting to a pretty desperate place. Uh, like I said, I did start crying and eating untoasted bread. But then Willie D came to the rescue. But then Willie D came to the rescue. Threw on my superhero costume. Yes, he did. Marched in the bedroom and go, uh-uh, I'm not going to be beaten. You're not going to be beaten today. Opened up the cupboard. Mm-hmm. Looked at the uh, weird modem thing. Yep. And I said, modem, today ain't your day. Whoa. Today's my day. Yes. And you ain't going to ruin it. I love it. So I looked at the modem. Yeah. And I started fucking around with some wires. <laughs> so I'm taking things out, putting them back in. Yeah. Just kind of anything I could do, you know. And then that light, that switched from a red to a blue. And that's when you knew? And that's why I knew. You'd gotten away with it. I'd gone away with murder. Mm-hmm. And then, after being on a high, I marched over to the old uh, breaker box. And I went, you ain't going to beat me either. Whoa. Two for two. I realized I had to press a button, pull these two breaker switches down. You wouldn't know that. But I worked it out. Flipped them back on. Bridge came back on. Lights back on. We were back in business. And what a magical moment that was. I love... That this is, this sounds so like, we found it really extreme this morning. Very interesting. 
listening to this podcast, it's two people that fix their internet and their lights and their fridge in a morning. It's what it, it's what we did. That's all it is. And you know, it seems like it's not that interesting, but it was very important and stressful at the time. And during this quarantine, it's the little things that count. Yes. Like, like having internet. And having a working fridge. And having the warm glow of a television set to soothe me to sleep. Yes. Well, also, like, it was stuff like I didn't want to have to have a person come and fix the internet. I didn't want to have a person come to try to fix the fridge. I didn't want to have to buy a new fridge, potentially. Get rid of all our food. It's yeah. jam-packed. I there. thought we were going to have to buy a new fridge. And if all of our frozen food and all of our fridge food is all decaying and rotting at the same time and we have to... Like, it's just... It sounded like a fucking nightmare to deal with. This all fixed. Yeah, and it's all fixed and everything's okay and the world is good and right. Can we talk about our first topic? Yes. Okay, well, it's about something else that's frustrating, but, like, it's fine. When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. Made to travel. Okay, our first segment is... The Weekly Idiot. Don't be such a dummy. Wow, that was a good one. That was, that good. was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, Y'all, we have a little bit of relief for you today because guess what? We told those dummy neighbors to fuck off. Those ones that were flouting all the social distancing rules and that were really pissing us off. We told them to go fuck themselves. You guys want an update? So here it comes. Remember a couple weeks back, we were complaining about those old neighbors that wouldn't move? Well, guess what? Well, guess what? They're Arden, still not moving. <laughs> they're still not moving. And you know what? You know what Arden did? This naughty little so-and-so. I politely told them to. She went down there politely. Told politely. them to get off the sidewalk. And you know what? One of them moved. <laughs> the rest of them did not. But one of them moved for a second. But it was pretty cool. Yeah. And it, pretty sexy. It was pretty. You thought it was sexy. Yeah, it was hot. Oh, let me move this laptop, baby. Let me get across here. We were going down for a run. Classic. And um, there are two exits to our building. There is the main entrance, and then there's the back door. Which I call Spider Alley, because it's where the spiders are. Yes. It's where our car garage is. It is not the place that you necessarily want to walk out when you're going for a run. No. It is a back alley. So, I was in my running gear, and I was ready to go out the back entrance. Arden came down and went, no, we're not going to do well, this. Well, you didn't explain that they oh. were out on the court. Okay, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. They were out in the front. Just chilling. There was about sitting there was like, there was like on the seven sidewalks. of them sitting on the pavement. Literally, like you would have you would leave the building and you would fall into them. Yeah, That's like, how close they were. It's so hard to it sounds like we're being petty, but literally, like if they're like think about the the numbers on your house, right? Like whatever your address is, the numbers above your house, one, two, three, four, they are underneath the numbers on our house. Yes, they're next to your post. Like they're next to our mail, but they are so close to us. They're so close to every all of our neighbors. They're sitting on our sidewalks. Like, they just don't give a single fuck. And all their dogs are everywhere. Like, we were walking down the hallway, and there were literally three dogs in our hallway licking at our legs. Yes. Which is adorable, and I want to pet them. But that makes me even angrier, because I cannot pet them. 
I'm not going to spread anything, and I don't want them to spread anything to me. So, going for a run. Arden came down and go, you know what? We're not going out the back entrance. Because Will was about to resign himself to going out Spider Alley. Yeah, I mean, I was avoiding all conflicts, which was wrong. Because I should have... Agreed. I, I should have accepted the conflict because they needed to move. Because it's not your problem. It's but, their problem. But glad, you're also British, so... I'm glad you did what you did. Mm-hmm. Arden, Arden's eyes turned bright red. Because I was high as fuck. She was, <laughs> she was ready for action. Yeah, I was. I was in my running gear. I was excited to go for a run. She marched and on they were there. ruining the beginning of my run. Full fury. And you just you just let them have it. I said, you know what I said? I looked them dead in the eyes and I said, Hey guys, do you guys mind um just moving off the sidewalk while we walk here? Is that is that okay? Okay, thank you. You let it. I let, let it, it rip. rip. I fucking threw it down. You told them a new I one, and they just them. had to live with it. Yeah, and they had to fucking sit with it. And you know what? One of them kind of moved. One of them moved. The rest of them went stood. Huh? And and they finished their ice lattes and just stood there. And we had to squeeze past them and didn't get to properly social distance. But I was so adamant about ruining their time that I squeezed right between all of them. Yes. Didn't care because you know what. It's a fucking sidewalk. You walk on it. You don't stand on it. It's not a side stand. Yeah. It's a sidewalk. Yeah. Okay? It's not a side drink lattes and, and and hang out with friends and play with dogs. It's a sidewalk. Yes. So I walked proudly, head Hell up, yeah. Hell yeah. tits out. And you know what? Well, no. I wasn't naked, but. No, you weren't naked. You know what? What? If I see him out there. Yeah. I'm going to fucking tell them how it is. Really? Yeah. Oh, have you gotten a little spark in your little I'm going to march down that and I'm going to go, listen, chumps. Whoa, chumps. Strong words. And you, words. freckles. Freckles? You need to get out of here. Who's freckles? I don't know. One of them's probably got freckles. Probably. You, freckles, you need to take your band of thugs. Out of here. This is my gotta, territory. You got to scrape out, scrubs. Yeah. Take your French bulldog. And get it and take them out of here. Get them out of here. And eat this. And I turn around and show my ass. And then you fart really loud. Yeah. And wait, but you try to make it louder and you shit yourself just a little bit. Right. But you're a little embarrassed. So it got it gets wait, sad. Wait, wait, wait. It but started off pretty good. And you're a little embarrassed. But you know, like to save face, you gotta pull up your pants and keep running. And so you spend 30 minutes running with shit in your pants. Nice. And that's how that story ends. But you still win. Yeah. I think you still win. What do you think? Better idea. Okay, better idea. Let's hear it. We'll get some... uh, We'll get some... uh, Strong glue. Oh, here we go. Okay, so you're going sort of an Acme sort of cartoon route. Yes. I'm going to get a big paintbrush. Oh. And a wooden pail. And a wooden pail. Has to be wooden. Has to be wooden. Okay. With a little metal ring around it. Okay. Put the glue in the pail. Okay. I'm going to take it down there. You're being very quiet on a podcast, by the way. 6 a.m. Okay. Before they're out there. Okay. They get out there around 7 or 8. <laughs> they're out there early. They stake their claim early. That's one thing you can't say about them. They, do they get, get up early. out there early. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go down there with my little pail. Okay. You just want to say the word pail. I'm going to start laying down that glue on that pavement. Glue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next thing they know. They ain't getting up. They're sitting down there. And they get stuck. And then who are we calling? Building management. 
hi, we caught him. And then, no, 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 this is the best bit, this is the best bit. Oh, okay. We go down, we, we go. call the police. No, 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 this is the best bit, this is the best bit. This is the best bit. We go, the police are coming, you better run. And they go, oh, the police! But they can't run, they realize they're stuck. They're stuck. And they're crying, going, mommy, mommy, why? Why did yeah. we flout social distancing? And then we take their tears and we lick them up. Ooh. Lick them up. Ooh. I rim my cocktail with their salty tears. Yes. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. I have a little salty tear margarita. Would we get coronavirus from tears? Potentially. Well, you know. Is it worth the risk? Maybe. Or we just get a fucking super soaker. Soak them. Yeah, Nerf guns to the head. Gaslight. While you're hitting yourself, while you're hitting yourself, while you're hitting yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm slapping them. I'm slapping so them. I'm slapping the shit with them. Out of them. We're beating the shit out of them. We beat up our neighbors. Hell yeah. <laughs> but glue them down to the ground yeah. first so they yeah, can't yeah, run. Yeah. Nice. What do we do with their dogs? Steal them? Take them? They got a really cute blonde doxy. Take them. Take them. Steal them. We'll go, those are ours now. Those are ours. They're all breeder dogs, so we could sell them for a high price. These are all good ideas. I think this is all good. And then we say, um, we need like a, like a zany cash phrase. Oh, like not on our watch. Yeah, not on our watch. Or, or not on our walks. Because it's our sidewalks. Nice. It's it's sidewalks, but abbreviated, like walks. Yeah. Like, hey, you guys, leave it down on the walks. Sidewalks. Or mm. we put up okay. a giant wooden sign okay billboard size where are we getting the materials for this <laughs> just don't think about that okay work out where they live okay because somehow we still don't know where they live and how that is possible i have no idea and we paint a fake sidewalk on the billboard okay so you're still in the acme thing so you're still in the 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 you're still in that it up. okay dig a hole oh behind the billboard <laughs> okay Maybe put some spikes in there. Ooh. They're, they're running down the pavement in the morning. Go straight through the billboard. Impaled. Impaled. And that's on them. And that's on them. And it's not our fault. They fell to their death. And you know what I'm smelling right now? What? Dominoes. Can you smell that? Because I certainly can. It's oh, kind of ruining my life. Wow. Our neighbors. Wow. <laughs> oh. I'm. You know what I'm going to do? Um... While we talk about our next segment, I, I'm just gonna go on Postmates real quick and just order some pizza. I'm guessing you want a do you want a Marg or do you want? A, I just have a Marg. Okay, cool. I'm just gonna order this while we're still podcasting. Just uh, don't worry. It's Pizza Watch 2020. Uh, we'll discuss this once we get our pizza. Huh? My mouth is actually watering yes. like a dog's yes. because of the pepperoni I'm smelling outside. The pepperoni. And something the pepperoni. Um. Yeah, so that's pretty much the end of that story. We're looking forward to uh, many other altercations we will have with them. Definitely will. We will keep you updated. Um, I don't think this is the end of the saga. We still want to give them hell. Yes. Because they will not move. No. And it's really, really rude. And it's not a nice thing to do for anyone. It's it's not. It's just not nice, is it? It's not nice. It's just not nice. Oh my god, the rose, it's closed. Okay, well, let's let's think about that in a second. Okay, I'll move on. Okay. Uh, uh, what's our next segment, bro? Like, what are we going to be talking about? Do you want to do my segment, bro? Or do you want to do your segment, bro? Which segment would you I'll, prefer to segment? I don't mind doing my seg. All right, bro, do your segment. Our next segment mm-hmm. is... Go, Go Science! E equals MC squared. You, you huh? Have, you haven't gone a single episode without... 
with like not saying that. And every single time you say it, I can tell in your little beady eyes, you think you're doing something unique every single time. Yeah, it's funny. Okay. And you have a bad sense of humor. Oh, okay. I actually, I was going to tell you this before you rudely said that, but I was going to tell you that I actually liked the huh at the end. I thought that was really good. Okay, cool. Um, I'm sorry. Did they just release a flock of doves outside? <laughs> what was that? Um, so I went over to the website Ladders. Ladders? What does that even mean? What are you? T- what does that even mean? I saw a, a sneaky little article. With the headline, this is the surprising age when you are most adventurous. All right. Let's hear it. Can I guess the age first? Yeah. When do you think you're most adventurous? 25. 25? Mm. You've had a couple years to kind of get there. Adventurous though. I, I mean, feel it's like... a bit of an abstract word because it's like, what is adventurous? Because if you're talking like travel, I'm assuming most people are like, well, when I'm past 30, I'll have the money to travel. But, like, I was the most adventurous. Like, I probably, I mean, you know, when I was, like, 20, well, I would say now. Yeah, 25. So. I need ass now. A new study powered by one <laughs> poll. A new study powered by one poll asked 2,000 Americans what were some signs of an adventurer person. <laughs> okay. What does that mean? What is the top sign of an adventurous person? Money. <laughs> money, money, money. Money. That's they're, not a sign of an adventurous no, person. No, the sign is that they're willing to eat ass. <laughs> I heard you say it the first time and I didn't laugh that much. So you said it a second time. <gasps> Number one on the list is being open to new experiences. 73% so that's the like big adventure thing. But but that's eating ass. I mean it's true, it is eating <laughs> ass. But they didn't specify eating ass. Two, being spontaneous. Eating ass. Three, always down to try new things. Eating Eating ass. ass. I guess it all comes down to eating ass. It's all about eating ass. This survey is just telling me that, well, okay, what age? Try new food. Eating Eating ass. ass. Being curious about other cultures. Eating Eating ass. ass. (laughs) They follow their dreams. Eating Eating ass. ass. Being sociable. Eating Eating ass. ass. (laughs) Always planning their next trip. Eating Eating ass. ass. They live in the moment. Eating, eating ass. ass. Yeah. So those are the top signs of an adventurous person, which I think is a lot of boo hockey. Yeah. Is that it? Um, um, we all know it comes down to eating ass. Those, all of those things sound like the same thing though. Like it just, it, like it, it's all the same thing. What age do people do this? What age do people eat ass? <laughs> well, the question is what age do, do people feel the most adventurous? When do they feel the most of interest? Well, from all those things I just said, can you work out when that might be? 35. You know what? You're fucking close. It's 34. 34? There's apparently peak adventurous occurs at age 34. I think that's because people have have secure enough jobs and secure enough in uh, income mm-hmm. that they feel it's okay to go out and eat at different restaurants or go traveling and trying different foods or different, like seeing different cultures. Those are all things that you do when you have money to do that. The average American seeks out six new experiences every month. Wow. Average American? Yeah. Which would include something like. Bruh, um, my numbers are super low on that. I'm the one, I'm on the other tail end of that one. I don't think so. Do you not think I am? Every month? Well, maybe. There are smaller things. They don't have to be big things. Like eating ass. Like eating ass. That's a big thing, though. 
Yeah, it is a big thing. I, I, you know what? If, I think because we're in the middle of a quarantine, I'm having a hard time imagining I myself I mean, now, being, now it's different. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I'm having a hard time imagining myself being so adventurous. But I, you're right, you're right. So 10 of the most adventurous things Americans say they've done. Number one is going snorkeling in the Florida Keys with sharks and barracuda around. So that's the number one thing people say, like, is the, like, the most adventurous thing they've done. Which is funny because I think Florida would maybe be the one place where I wouldn't want to scuba dive. I would be so worried that I would get launched on by an alligator or something. Two, came to this country about knowing anyone or knowing the language. Oh. Three, climbed a mountain. Okay. Four, going to the thick forest all by themselves. Oh. I don't know what the thick forest means. Does that mean like deep forest? I'm guessing they mean like going to like Yosemite by yourself mm. or something. Five hitchhiked from NY to California. What? Wait, that's the most common. Ten kind of, of the most adventurous things Americans have done. Whoa. Oh, okay. Okay. So these are these are random. This isn't like a top Yeah, but 10. I think they're kind of like ranked in a way. Six visited Chernobyl. Wow. Eight or seven I moved across the country of less than 24 hours notice to pursue a business opportunity. So these are all things that can be considered adventurous. That's what I mean. Like, but they're individual. This yeah. isn't like a ranking. This is these are individual experiences. They're saying that these this is the most adventurous thing they've done. Doing an internship abroad that could be a big adventurous thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, left my job to follow my dreams. Like you probably do little small adventurous things without even realizing them. Yeah, that you're doing it. You know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was kind of interesting because. 34 strike me as an age where yeah, you probably are like financially stable mm-hmm. and you know who you are. And by that time, you've probably got the hobbies that you like doing. Like yeah. if you like traveling by 34, you're a traveler. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. You like traveling. Mm-hmm. If you're into climbing by 34, you're, you're climbing. Mm-hmm. You're going climbing. You like art? You're painting. Yes. I think by that point, you've har- like harnessed and honed in on what your main thing is and maybe but maybe also at 34 you're realizing your 20s was spent doing specific things because they were part of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. they made you feel good and you knew that you would get a good experience out of them and when you hit your 30s you're like well i have so much more life to live Mm -hmm. why wouldn't i go out and explore things and try something new i've heard the 30s are a good age flirty 30s i've heard very good things my mom says like the 30s was her favorite age group. I think that could be true. Because the 20, your 20s, you're like, you know. Still figuring bit, it still out. Kind of a mess. Still figuring it out. Yeah, but the 30s, you're a bit more secure. Yeah. And I think then you can just kind of enjoy. Yeah. You can get over yourself a little bit. Yeah. I think that's it too. It's less, I feel like you're less, um, like you know what you like and you know what you don't like, but you also understand the world around you a bit yeah. more. I, I actually feel like, I feel very good right now. I think 25 is a very is going to be a very good year for me. I just turned 25. It was my birthday a couple weeks ago. Um, and I feel I feel strongly that this is going to be a good year for me. Even if there is a giant horrifying pandemic going on right now. I like that positive. Yep. Oh, final question. Just reading this article again. Okay. Um, how much do you think Americans spend on adventurous activities <clears throat> over the year? How, now, what does that mean? So I think that can mean a number of things. That could mean um, going to a national park, going traveling, going um, wine tasting 
in a place you've never been before. Going out by yourself. Can mean a bunch of different things. Because technically speaking, you could spend zero dollars being adventurous. Well, I'll tell you the number. Americans spend more than $2,000 every year on adventurous activities. Huh. So more than $2,000 is spent on being more out there. Okay. I feel like that's a really vague survey. Yeah, I but... think that's the, like, the average they worked out. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, well, yes, I guess if you're spending money on like... Because t- like, if someone's going to Japan... You're going to spend around... A fuckload of money. Yeah, you're going to ra- spend around $2,000 yeah. or more, depending on where you go, just on flights and everything. Yeah. Like, flights. I feel like what that is saying is, like, how much does the average American spend on travel every year? Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Because it's all about flights. Flights are what's expensive when you're being, ad- quote-unquote, adventurous. Yeah, because you feel like, I'm going on a spontaneous trip to Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. You're going to be spending a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. And it's mostly in like travel, yeah. flights, train tickets, whatever. Yeah. It's usually that's where the expense goes. Yeah. Um, although I guess it could be like, you know, testing out a new restaurant would be, you know, whatever. Crazy. Insane. But that's adventurous. not really adventurous. I know. Well, I might have an adventurous restaurant recommendation for our next segment. Which is... What, what the, the fuck, fuck are you mean? That was a great segue. Thanks. I was, was looking at it. I think that was the best segue we've ever done. Yeah, because it's the only one that I've actually attempted. That was, that was smooth. That was pretty smooth good. Smooth like butter. Like butter. Smooth like butter. Yes. Smooth like tuna fish belly. Toro, toro. Are we talking about sushi? We might be talking about sushi, babe. Blame it on the sushi. Blame it on the sushi. Okay, so uh, fun fact Last year when I went to my uh, CPA about all of my expenses and we went over like what I spend the most money on, uh, do you want to guess what the one area was that he was like, you maybe could cut back on this a little bit? It's food. Specifically food delivery and more specifically Postmates. (laughs) He was like, bruh, I know you spend a lot of time at home, but there's this thing called a grocery store. And you, and you can make food. And you can make food. And we do make food. We've got better at that. We have gotten better at that. We say as we talk about ordering pizza in a little bit. We don't need to talk about that, though. Also, the dough room. I thought about it. We could do the dough room. You know Yeah. Saucy little bitch over here. Anyways. so Yeah, baby. Take those glasses off. Okay. So, get it together. We spend a lot of money on food delivery. And I think now, in particular, people are feeling it even more. Just because, you know, grocery stores, my brain just farted out for a second there. (laughs) Grocery stores are like a war zone. I never know what time to go. I never know. Like I bring my mask, I bring everything, but I still feel like I I don't want to danger anyone around me. So I'm trying to stay away from grocery stores as much as possible, even though people like Trader Joe's are doing people like Trader Joe's. Yeah. The Trader Joe is doing a great Mr. job. Mr. Trader Joe. Mr. Trader, comma, Joe, is doing, Joe Trader, is doing oh a great, God. is doing a great job of disinfecting and making sure everyone's safe. Either way, I'm still tempted to just order food every day. And that's fine. You know when it's not fine? Tell me. When you're ordering an $800 box of sushi. There is a restaurant in New York. Of course it's in New York. Of course it's in New York. Called Masa. Wait, no, no. Oh, 
shit, I wanted to come up with this, uh, a sushi restaurant name. Oh, okay, let's hear it. It's sushi time, exclamation mark. Something like that. And there's a clock with chopsticks as the clock hands. That's not bad. You know what? I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I really was, I was ready to shit on it. I was really. It just came out. Yeah, you really, it just flew. It flew out of your mouth. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. All right, keep on going. All right, well, it's sushi time. It's great. With the strop But it's not called cool sushi time. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Okay. No. But I like the name. Yeah. I think it's good. Um, this is from Eater, by the way. Eater. Uh, so this is um, the country's most expensive restaurant. Oh, so it is It is literally the country's most expensive restaurant. It's the most expensive restaurant in the country. Um, How do they warrant being the most expensive? Uh, I, and do you think they try and like compete to be the most expensive? Like one of them, like another restaurant adds another dish and like, I don't know, it's just add like... Couple grand on that shit. Yeah, basically. I mean, this is a three Michelin star restaurant, oh. so that's part of it. Um, it's the most expensive restaurant in the country, um, and it is run by a chef, Ma- Masayoshi Takayama, who is like an incredible chef. Fine, I want to go at this three star restaurant. It's pretty incredible. Three star, mi- three Michelin star restaurant. Okay, so it's very legit. Yes. Um, and it launched this box set, this $800 takeout sushi box last month, right? Cheap. Part of a delivery program due to the shutdown of its Lux restaurant in the Time Warner Center. Of course, that's where they are, the Time Warner Center. Who's fucking shocked? They take all of my money all the time. (laughs) Um, Masa Takeout is not on seamless caviar or even the higher end reservation system talk. There are only 20 boxes per week. Each designed to feed four people and orders are taken by email. There is a waiting list. This person got on it with the intention of owning the first professional stock photos of this historic takeout item. And the photos, like, I wish if you come around here, I can show you. Um, Or I can send you a picture on your phone or you can just look over. I'm looking right now. You see in this? Yeah. It looks very legit. Right? Okay, so. Surprisingly so. Yeah. Um... And keep in mind, it is for four people, so that's $200 a head, which, oddly enough, for a sushi restaurant, I know it sounds like I am, oh, wow, I'm elitist trash, eat the rich, but I have seen sushi menus with this kind of no, price. No, it it's still bad, but it's, it's terrible. better. Yeah. It is the most expensive restaurant in the world, so this isn't, like, shocking to me. Or, I'm sorry, in the in the country. So it's not shocking to me. Um... An $800 sushi takeout box exists. It might be surprising, but it's not completely illogical. Um, Although unemployment is at its highest level since the Great Depression. (laughs) Um, You know, that's not great. Uh, You know, whether delivery sushi is worth the cost, though, is another question. Because, like, dude, $800. But what what do I get? So I've got $800 on this table. What do I get? So it looks like you get, first of all, they're all in wooden hand-packed boxes with wax seals on all of them. Okay. Okay, so you get some wasabi, you get some fresh ginger. Wax seals definitely some value. Yes, that definitely adds a little something. Four pieces of toasted bread and 25 small sheets of nori. It's generous. Mm -hmm. Rice, a large amount of rice, and a sketch of the box of fish. So that you can see what you should have. A hand sketch of the box of fish. You get slices of te- kenpachi, 
toro, salmon, akami tuna, Thai sea bream, and toro sashimi, and they're packed into rows partitioned by strips of banana leaves. And about 45 grams of uni sits on a bed of toro tartare, which is probably one of the most expensive parts of it. But the notable item here is the ocitra caviar, ocitra caviar, which is normally served on a tin on ice. But here, the 21 grams of caviar, which is a lot of caviar, are transported directly atop a pile of ground up fish for Masa's signature dish, the toro caviar. One of the most expensive sushi dishes. I just can't wait to kick back in my apartment, order me some fucking caviar. And fucking have it. Customers are advised to leave the box at room temperature for half an hour before consuming, which allows the caviar to bleed together with the toro. It creates a pungently fishy, sticky mess, and the resulting odor permeates to a large swath of the fish throughout the rest of the box, which is made of paper-thin wood. This is the part that kind of throws me off, though. Takeaway sushi, although it can be delicious, most sushi restaurants who serve fresh sushi, like like Michelin star sushi, would argue that if you're not eating the sushi within like 30 to 60 seconds, you're losing the integrity right, of the sushi. Right, yeah, because they, they prepare it's it really rice. Yeah, it's warm rice and it's cold fish on top. And if that, if that temperature combination yeah. sits for too long, you just get lukewarm, weird fish well, sushi. We've tried to order fresh sushi and as much as I like it, it definitely... It do, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. So wait, we, did you say that you have to like kind of make it yourself? Yes. So that's the other thing. Uh, there's these nori rolls. Um, the nori roll uh, sheets and the rice are given to you so that you can make hand rolls. So like literally nori sheet of paper, like seaweed paper, put your rice down. It's sushi rice. And then all of these fancy as fuck fish that you put on top okay, you lost and hand that. roll. Because if I'm paying $800, I want it to be... You better make Ready it. Ready to go. You better make it for me. Yeah. But here's the idea is that they keep all of the elements separate so that they can be fresh. So like a nori roll, the seaweed would be crunchy and crispy if you prepared it right in front of someone. But if it's left to sit in a to-go box, it's going to go soggy around mm, the rice. Okay. But if it's separate, it's crispy, right? Because oh, you're assembling it yourself. I get that. So the, I guess the idea is that it's supposed to be... It's like a fajita night. Yes. But this person... From Eater, Gary, the person who ordered this box, thank you, Gary, for ordering this disgustingly expensive box, said that it didn't even have instructions. So you have to just decide which ones you think are supposed to go with which. I don't want that. And that's wrong. That is wrong. Did Gary say it was great? Gary said that it wasn't incredible. It was... Obviously delicious, high quality sushi, but the fact that the sushi was delivered in a box means that you're losing the whole point of high-end sushi, which is that you're eating it in front of a sushi chef who's literally just prepared it for you. Like there's no point in eating fish that that, that is this expensive when it's been sitting with other fish that are as expensive mm. and collectively like all of their smells and all of their flavors are yeah. sort of combining because- so much of sushi is just the freshness of it. Yes. That's the whole point. Yes. And especially with the addition of the caviar. That's one thing he says is that the smell is overwhelming. When you put all of those fishy things together, it's just not like a great... It's just fish. Yeah, it's just fish. Um, but he does point out that obviously one of the biggest selling points of this box is the fact that they have one opportunity to do something that they can't do at the restaurants, which is take photos of it. 
Like if you're in a really you're not going to take you're not going to take pictures of your sushi in a in a three Michelin star restaurant. You're going to be respectful for to the sushi chef unless you just don't give a fuck, which wouldn't surprise me since seemingly only the ultra rich can go to this. Um, But if you would, you know, take pictures in front of, uh, you know, a sushi master, you'd feel maybe a little guilty. But with this box, you can have it. Oh, and also Chef Masa's. Uh, Chef Masa famously prohibits photography of the dishes at his award-winning restaurant. Of course he does. So there you go. You can never take pictures of it. But I actually kind of prefer that. Put your fucking phone down and eat your fucking sushi. That's true. You know what I mean? Just eat it. Enjoy it. It's about the experience. Enjoy them. Um, interesting. Yeah. So listen, if you're chasing the status symbol of Masa, $800, might seem like a small price to pay, but you are ordering... $800 worth yes. of fish yes, that yes, is yes, yes, yes. sitting together and sort of, you know, exchanging smells. Yes. I actually think that this is a very weird move on the part of the sushi chef. Because I feel like if you have a Michelin star sushi restaurant, mm-hmm. the last thing you would want to do is degrade the quality of your yeah. food. By sending it in delivery. It's probably just like them trying to make the the best out of a bad situation, but yeah. just trying to spin, you know, probably losing money and everything. So they're probably trying to like work out a way to do it. I mean, clearly it's working because they have a wait list. Yeah, they do a wait list. Like they do a wait list. Probably people in New York buying that shit on on the reg. I mean, you fucking know there are all those rich ass Manhattanites who are just sitting in their fucking penthouses, like, ooh, a darling, uh a di- who's what's a what's a rich name uh diana should we shall we be bad let's be bad and she goes yes honey let's be fishy and bad and then they all they order from yeah. masa yeah and they eat it yeah. in front of the nanny all right well on that note i'm gonna go like probably sleep i'm probably gonna go eat pizza though um Guys, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Hey, though. come check in this week on the stream. We're and gonna say hey. And the secret word is baby. Coochie. Coochie. I don't know. Wow, we're really scraping it by, aren't we? Gucci. Oh. Are you saying Gucci or Coochie? Coochie. Coochie, mama. Okay. Um, let's just scrap that. Just. Don't don't say anything, please, God, don't. Just ignore it. Um, Anyways, thank you guys.